On today's episode of Sippin' on a 40, Nick Bondi is back, but most importantly, Jackson McDonald is back on the network, and I must say, he's a powerful man. He influenced this episode somehow, some way, in some fashion, he did, he did just that. And I thought that I was just listening to his tweets, or just being provoked by his tweets, but hey, the dude has a powerful voice too. What a powerful man. How did he, how did he do this post a game three win? To sipping on a 40. Thanks so much, Jackson McDonald. Thanks so much. Enjoy the episode. Hey, Vancouver, Vancouver, you're almost there. You're almost back into the quote unquote playoffs. I, I thought they were already in the playoffs. People are mad about blah, blah, blah. You know what? Just enjoy this episode of sipping on a 40. Man, we're going to have a lot of fun tonight in Vancouver, all my real fans. <laughs> Yo, 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 what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another episode of Sippin' on a 40. My name is Kyle Bowen. That's K-Y-L-E-B-H-A-W-A-N. That's Nick Bondi. You can find the show on the Nux Misconduct Network. Do yourself a favor. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Give it a swipe. Give it a tap. Boom, bam. You just made your hockey life a little bit better. And I'm going to be honest. I got I, I to gotta bring up the, the energy. The, the Canucks are one win away from making... The playoffs aren't they already in the playoffs? So I, I, I think I, they're counting the stats as playoffs for it. Like it would be playoff stats, the but they're technically they're, they're technically not in the playoffs until they win this. It's a very it's a very confusing setup. Why is that dude being a bummer? I saw him reply uh, reply to one of your tweets uh, on the Nux misconduct account, and he's like, I, "Once again, I have to tell people these are not the playoffs." Yo, chill, dog. <laughs> yeah, chill. chill, dog. They sure feel like playoff games. That's man. what I'm saying. I'm getting pumped. I'm I'm pumping my fist for goals. This like it's a playoff feels game. as if it's a playoff game. It really does. It, it, the emotions, the energy, yeah. and the captivation. I, yeah. I'm, I'm glued to the TV, and the, the city is. The we city said is. we've said it before. Meaningful games are nice to watch. This is the first time in five years there's been meaningful games to watch since, yeah, since 2015. Like, did, were, were, did you feel this during the Willie D days? No You way. were just hoping they would lose and it would, like, usually get a better pick. That's Man. all you're hoping for. No, 100%, 100%. Today, the Canucks pick up a 3 nothing win against the Minnesota Wild. And, and once again, they play tomorrow night. If they win, they're off to the playoffs. And, and the people will be happy. I'll say this. The first half of that game, that, that the first half sucked. The Canucks looked scared or or just scared to make mistakes. They were playing the Minnesota Wilds game. Yeah. The, the Minnesota Wilds are wanting the Canucks not to do anything. And Jacob Markstrom kept them in that game yeah. for the most part. Like both and and Alex Hillock had a good game, especially Jacob Markstrom. He was he was keeping them in it. No, hundred percent. And Jacob Markstrom done that throughout the series. I know a lot of people were asking for more from him, and I know we kept letting in that odd goal in games one and game two. But but his save percentage heading into the the game <laughs> the game today was over nine twenty, and now he gets a shutout. And if he gets on a roll here, they're they're really going to need that because once again we're talking about a team that is struggling, quote unquote struggling. Okay, to to have their way with the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, and maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but. When they beat the Minnesota Wild, notice how I say when, not if, when, when they beat the Minnesota Wild, if they play a team like, and I don't know, I don't have the seeding off the top of my head, like how the seeding is going to be, because the Western Conference teams are playing those seeding games right now. I think Col uh, Colorado's playing right No, Vegas and St. Louis are playing like 
right around the time we're recording this. If they play a team like Colorado or Vegas, they're going to get outchanced and outshot for sure. And Jacob Markstrom's going to have to play really well for them to have a chance to win any of these games. Oh, 100%, 100%. And it's not to sound pessimistic, okay? It's honest podcasting. It's honest people on the Nux Misconduct Network after watching a game like that. Again, a game that they won 3 nothing, And they, they did... They did well against the Minnesota Wild team, a Minnesota Wild team that's not very good. But but you're exactly right. If they're gonna play pretty much any of those teams besides Dallas, and I'm I'm only saying Dallas because I don't watch a lot of Dallas Stars games, they're gonna have a really hard time unless Markstrom is is Vesna like. Yeah, and they're gonna play. Uh, and even if they play St. Louis, St. Louis plays like Minnesota, except they got a <laughs> lot better, a lot better offensive players and defensive players i think dude i was thinking about this on my, my way here uh if if minnesota gets knocked out in the the first round here and, and, and edmonton does as well do we see a Connor mcdavid for fiala trade do these players need to change the scenery yo fiala I can, is playing I can see a situation where minnesota loses the series and gets the first overall pick and they deserve it yeah they deserve it honestly they need some better young talent that that city deserves. to go along fiala and i hope how many man i feel like a broken record but i say it every time Canucks got to be more physical on Kevin Fiala. Yeah, not just wait till he hits Markstrom. Yeah, exactly, man. Yo, like, why he's, the only, he's the only wild forward I'm scared of. He's like, I, he he's must have best. had at least 15 plus shot attempts yeah. in this game today. Going into the third period, this dude had 13 shot attempts. He's been the best forward in this whole series. He's been the most Probably, dangerous. Yeah. He's just, he just making things happen. He's eager, and he he also gets frustrated. He's a, he's a competitor, and uh, he's taking penalties too. It, it's a... It's been a interesting series. It's been a really rough series. We saw that really hard hit from not. It wasn't really hard. It was just dangerous. If he landed it, if Hartman really landed that hit, it could have done some serious damage against Pedersen. What a piece of shit! What a piece oh. of shit! Vulnerable position. I, Come on. We were and we were talking about this in the next misconduct group chat that Minnesota already has so many players. I hate. It's been three games. I already hate all these. I hate. I hate Ryan Hartman. I hate Jordan Greenway. Oh. I hate all these guys. <laughs> Dude, that, that line had, that line was great for Minnesota today. Possession-wise, yeah. possession that fourth line. But back to Hartman, I, I don't know what he was thinking. That's a stupid, stupid play. He, line him like, up line line up Pedersen cleanly and, and yeah. hit him. Don't he, wait till he's the He's trying guy. to get a big hit. He plays on the edge, and he went a bit too far. I don't, honestly, I don't, they got they gave him a penalty. I don't think he gets suspension, right? Like, I doubt, no, I doubt no, he gets no. the suspension. He didn't, he didn't make enough impact. It, yeah, and like, the way NHL suspension works is if Pedersen got injured, He'd be I'd getting suspension. He'd, be, he'd be getting suspension, and we'd be all be that. That would be leading. That'd be leading this podcast. If Pedersen got hurt, knock on wood, I'd, nope. be, I'd be driving. Not happening, not happening. I'd be driving to Edmonton right now. I've said it. I've said it while we, we were watching games. It, it, it wasn't the beer. Okay, put me out there. I'm down to get suspended for Pedersen. And, and I think I, th- I think this you to a one day contract just to <laughs> fuck shit up. Just to fuck shit up because that ain't cool, man. That that's the city's gem. It really is the city's gem. When, when he's moving the way he's moving, the team is just a lot better. And it wasn't even... His goal? Filthy. His okay. goal was filthy. Okay, just just looking back on that play, just having Quinn Hughes and Elias Pettersson on a two-on-one, that, that, is, that is a lot better than Jason Magna to Michael Chaput. I, I, again, that, that's that's way back, but it's, but it's those feelings. It's based off what we've been witnessing for the past five years and what we're seeing now. It's, it's, it, it does feel so, so, so real. So, so, so real. Well, it's nice to see the two building blocks for the future linking up on the goal and you want to be you want to have a good optimistic outlook the canucks going forward have probably the two hardest things to get in the nhl which is a number one center and a number one defenseman now it's just all about putting those other pieces together yeah well 
No, 100%, 100%. And, you know, we do get into this with Jackson McDonald. And we might as well just get into it after this little spiel here. We are getting ahead of ourselves when we're talking about roster management going into next season. But, but man, oh, man, even though the, the bottom six had a really, really good time tonight, yeah. it's... It's like, oh man, if you're having a tough time beating the Minnesota Wild, it's, the team needs a little bit more and they're not going to be able to get more. Yeah. It's really going to have to be Pedersen doing a lot of everything with Quinn Hughes and just leading the charge, which is cool. Which, I'll yeah. take that. I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll believe in that. I yeah, believe in that. We, you bring up an interesting point with roster management, roster construction, right? Like this isn't hockey isn't basketball. You can't be rolling out your best players for 50 out of the 60 <laughs> minutes a night. And you're seeing it in that... Yeah, I know this is a Canucks podcast, Canucks Network, but you see it in that Edmonton-Chicago series, right? Oilers have two of arguably the best five players in the league in Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, and they're down 2-1 in the series, right? Like, what's the max those guys can play a game? 24, 25 minutes? I'm saying 30. I'm playing them 30, bro. You could maybe, but that's the upper limit. That's half the game. Oh, they're playing 30 right? minutes tomorrow. They you are. think they're playing 30 minutes? I can, I can see it, yeah. But that's, again, again, in hockey... You need that depth. You need those. Yeah. You you can't be playing again like Connor McDavid fifty minutes. Like LeBron in a high stakes game, he's playing the entire game at minus maybe a minute or two. You can't do that. Yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. Especially in a five game series, but we see in the playoffs all the time these lucky bounces and these bounces influence a series and career so much. Last night, the winning goal for Chicago. Came off a defenseman's stick. He's trying to check Jonathan Tay. He's trying to tie up his stick. Goes off a stick, top corner over Koskinen. Man. And that's it, right? Man, oh man. I can't believe this is happening. Yo, you know what this is, bro? You know what this is? This is the Jackson McDonald effect. Canucks just won their second most meaningful yeah. game in the last five years. And we're starting to talk about roster management. Is Jackson McDonald the most powerful man in, in Canucks Twitter? He's warping my mind. He's, He's warping warped, my friend. Without even... Without even dropping his album yet he's not even serenading us he's not even yeah, and mesmerizing we'll get, and we'll us get, yet and we'll get into that in the interview as 100%, well 100 100 this is jackson mcdonald a treat to have on the program on the network enjoy the conversation and towards the end you know what we're gonna do towards the end of the actual episode outside the episode i'm putting on the happy music and we're just gonna talk happy for two minutes okay perfect yeah. tomorrow okay so enjoy this conversation with jackson mcdonald from the roxy fever and king bob King Bob, baby. You'll learn about that on this conversation. You're listening, yes, listening, to Sippin' on a 40. How's it going? How's it going? Sippin' on a 40, Nick Bondi, Kyle Bowen, and most importantly, yes, most importantly, Jackson McDonald. What's up, man? How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. How about yourself? Dude, what type of question is that? We just got the dub. Come on, we just got bro. the dub. Like, I feel, I'm feeling amazing. <laughs> what type of question is that? We doing good, man. We we happy, and and it's 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 an interesting feeling because... Because it's just the Minnesota Wild. Like, we know what's happening here, okay? The Canucks are very lucky that they're playing the Minnesota Wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They are. They are. And I think we're talking to the right guy. This is the dude who who was in charge of Canucks Army when they dropped that article. The Canucks are mediocre. I know. Not just I'll, in charge. I'm the one who wrote it. Hey, yeah. Okay, okay. I was going to say that, but I, want, I wanted to make sure without really knowing. Okay, so Jackson wrote that article, and I, I think we're kind of seeing that right now, which is okay. Canucks are a mediocre team that have two superstars inexperienced, yeah. but they are damn lucky. Yes, damn lucky that they're playing the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, the, the Canucks power play was just slightly less mediocre than the Minnesota's power play tonight, right? Like, Minnesota went over 7, and the Canucks penalty killers are bottom 6. 
full credit to them. They were amazing. Brand Sutter. That was probably Brand Sutter's best game as a Vancouver Canuck. What was it not? He had two to three really good scoring chances, and he fucked up Kevin Fiala after he hit Jacob Markstrom. <laughs> like that's gonna earn him so many fans in this market just for that one play. Yeah, it was it was very much the uh, stoppable force meets the movable object, wasn't it? Yes. Um, I respect the NHL a lot for finally answering the question, what would happen if two teams that aren't very good met in the playoffs? Um, and the answer is the uh, hockey is uh, not quite as good as maybe you would hope for, but it is certainly compelling. Um, and uh, I mean, I keep, I keep finding myself asking, like, was the Canucks penalty kill really good or is the Minnesota Wilds power play just that bad, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, as far as the, the mediocrity thing goes, I mean... I think the thing that people miss, missed when I wrote that article was that mediocre was a sig- significant improvement over where the Canucks had been over the past three, four years. And, you know, we're seeing that now. Like, it's been, I think the first game went about uh, exactly the way the Minnesota Wild wanted it to or expected it to. And then games two and three have gone the way that Canucks fans hoped it would, which is that, you know, you get a good performance from Markstrom and you get uh, solid, you know, scoring chances and, uh, you know, the ability to capitalize from players like Elias Pettersson and Brock Besser. And so, you know, I think uh, we're seeing the Wilds' uh, age showing a little bit and the Canucks' youth has been able to take advantage of it. Well, yeah, that, that's, that's exactly what happened. I mean, th- this is the recipe for success for the Vancouver Canucks. Just get good goaltending, get good goaltending, and somehow, yes, somehow find a way. To, to get it done. Yeah, and most and more maybe just as importantly, get that first goal. We saw what happened when Minnesota gets that first goal. They just kind of shut it down, plug up the middle, and force Vancouver to shoot from the outside. I think I think I've said it uh, on this podcast a bunch. I've said it on mine. Canucks got to get that first goal because if you're playing yeah. behind from with the Minnesota Wild, hey, that's a recipe for disaster. It's a bit of a cliche, like the Herb Brooks thing or whatever. But both teams in this situation have to make the other team play, play their game. And if they can do that, then they'll win. And I know that is a bit of a cliche, but it's it's been 100% true so far. When the Canucks uh, score early and have to make Minnesota chase it, you know, that's not their game. They're a, they're a team that plays really defensively sound, you know, uh, clog up the middle hockey, and the Canucks are a bit more run and gun. And so I, I would not be surprised if game four comes down to who scores first. Yeah, I was thinking about Game 4. I just feel as if the Canucks may just be a little bit more calm. I mean, we saw it early in this game. They, they still seem kind of nervous, and it may just be because things are so much more intense, and this is hockey that a lot of the best players on this team have never played before. And they, they kind of do look a little scared. I mean, even today, again, halfway through that game, it was boring, and the Canucks were playing like they were scared to make a mistake. And and now with the way things, how, how things ended today, I feel like tomorrow may be... Maybe an onslaught, yo. I think we're getting the job done tomorrow, man. I really do. <laughs> I, I sure as hell hope so. And I think it's going to be just as physical as a game, if not even more physical, the, tomorrow, the next game. It's going to be, it's like there's going to be some big hits, just like kind of like that more, like, you know, Ryan, like, have we talked about the Ryan Hartman hit on Elias Patterson? Yeah, that was just disgusting. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Well, why don't we, why don't we go there? I mean, uh, again, the Canucks play tomorrow. They're only up 2-1. They got the dub today. Just just a random third period cemented the fact. But let, let's go back to Hartman and Pedersen. Uh, Pedersen, can, can he just continue to defend himself, or do the Canucks have to kind of step in here? Uh, if they're not burning them on the power play, uh, they're, yo, Pedersen may get hurt. 
<laughs> that 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 looked hurt. that looked dangerous, man. But Patterson's Honestly, shown Patterson's show. Okay. Sorry, Patterson's shown that he's not gonna take any shit. Like he's gonna he's gonna fight back. And then we talked about this on the last episode that he's not gonna be like the Sedins where they they don't do anything and they let the they let him strike on the power play. He's gonna he's gonna fight back and he's gonna at least try. We've seen a, we saw a couple of reverse hits from Patterson today in this game. Well, and that's what I, I was gonna say is that I'm honestly I've been impressed by the way Pedersen's responded to to getting fucked with. I hope I can say that on the show. Uh, yeah, it's oh, yeah. out of forty, uh, man. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> and uh, and also like we saw Miller stand up for uh, for Pedersen after the um, after the Hartman hit there too. And personally, that's what I like. I I just like it when guys stick up for each other or stick up for the other guy on the line uh, rather than you know going and targeting guys in uh whether it's in a trade or free agency specifically just to do that i don't think it works that well because you can never guarantee that the guy whose job it is to defend said player is even going to be on the ice in the first place i much prefer to do what the canucks seem to have done at least uh it was the case in this game which is to just cultivate an attitude among the team that hey it's not about who's the biggest player or the toughest player. It's just about showing them that you won't let them walk all over you. And, you know, JT Miller is not um, a pugilist by any means, but he's just a guy who he's got a little bit of scrap in him, and he saw what Hartman did to Pedersen, and he wasn't going to stand for it. And, and I like that, and I don't think it's necessary to, uh, to go beyond that. They were smart about it. They, they showed Hartman that we're not going to stand up for it, and they, uh, and they still got the power play. So it's kind of the best of both worlds. Yeah, they got to continue to, to 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 attempt to burn them on the power play again. They 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 scored two goals, but for the most part, I felt as if it, it did struggle. Hey, it's sipping on a forty. We got Jackson McDonald, Nick Bondi. Post game three, the Canucks win another meaningful game, the second one in, in five years. It feels good. And I know you're the one that that wrote the mediocre article, and some may say you're a bit pessimistic about the Canucks. But how are you <laughs> feeling about this team right now? Do you do you feel closer to Vancouver? Are you happy here? I mean, I'll be honest with you. This all does just kind of feel like a, uh, a five-game uh, contest to determine who will have the privilege of getting smoked by uh, <laughs> the Knights or the Stars or the Avs or the Blues in the next round. But, I mean, it's impossible not to at least feel like, uh, a, I guess, overjoyed is a little bit um, too much, but, you know, heartened, I guess, that uh, – that the Canucks just finally have some talent to watch. And, and that's just such a huge improvement over, over what we were subjected to from about 2015 onwards. And so, you know, I mean, they have pieces to build with now and they can build off of this. They can build off of uh, what they've done in this qualifying series. And I mean, the question is just going to be, are they able to do that effectively? And I don't know. I don't, I don't have I feel like I don't have much of a reason to believe that that they will with the current front office in place. But um, I mean, the pieces are certainly there and and the better they do, the easier it's going to be for them to eventually turn it around, whether that's the current front office or some hypothetical replacement that comes around later down the road. Oh man, I got a great great story for you here. Okay, so I I brought my friend over to the studio a couple for a couple games, and he's just a DJ, barely watches the Canucks. And after watching three games and doing a little bit of research, he actually had the audacity to come into the studio and talk about how this team's in cap hell. How does this DJ? <laughs> how does this DJ who doesn't even watch hockey know that? It's just because such a fact that, because that's how obvious it is. <laughs> man, and then oh man, and it it 
it's it's bitter post you know a Brandon Sutter performance, but man, we're gonna the the, the team is going to lose players. Yeah. Like a Tanit. That's the, like a Stetcher. That's the real like a Mott, question to me. Because right? it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 the real thing that worries me, I guess, is I mean, I did a long episode on Roxy Fever just on my own, uh, for almost an hour, I think, where I just talked about the challenges that this team is gonna have to get better. And I'm super glad that they are where they are right now, where they're at least like watchable and you feel like, you know, you turn on the Canucks this year and every night you feel like they could win. Some nights that feels like more of a foregone conclusion than others. But, you know, it's not like it was a few years ago where you would turn the game on and, you know, the Canucks would play like the Golden Knights or something. And it's just like, well, they're going to get smoked. We know they're going to get smoked. Don't even have to turn the game on. But my real question is, like, how do they really build off of this with the cap situation that they're in? And it's it's doubly frustrating when you watch the you watch the team tonight and it's like, who played well? The guys that you expect to play well, Pedersen, Besser, uh, Miller, I'll give it to him. You know, like the the uh, the people that you sort of, it's the young youth that you expect to play well, they all had a great game. And then who were the people that came close to uh, costing them? Well, it's Tyler Myers with his six penalties in two games. And, um, <laughs> you know, Jay Beagle just constantly looking like he's behind the play. And I think I mentioned this on Twitter, but you watch how the old, fogies are playing versus the sort of young stars and you do kind of wonder what all this was for what all those years of paying for the veterans uh was for when those guys are are the ones that are costing them as opposed to helping them along and that that doesn't apply to everyone i thought roussel had a nice game tonight but uh yeah it's um it's still like i i i'm so happy for the people who can sit back and enjoy this but i just the, the overall feeling for me whenever the Canucks do well is dread because it feels like it's just prolonging the inevitable. But, you know, I'm still going to enjoy the uh, the nice Pedersen uh, goals and, and assists uh, in the process. Tyler Myers, uh, he's getting paid a million dollars for every penalty in this series. This is exactly, <laughs> yes. exactly what you want to see from your big ticket defenseman. Man, oh yes, man. exactly. Sipping on a 40 once again with Jackson McDonald, Nick Bondi. We have a couple, yes, a couple more questions for Jackson. And, and I'm going to be honest here, okay? It's getting too pessimistic right now. We got we to <laughs> okay. live lead it up, okay? I, I know I know. the last time you are on our network, Power of the Towel, you, you, told mm-hmm. the, you told the people that you're working on some music, man. Yeah. Okay, talk right. about that, baby. Talk about that. I want to know about that. I'm actually on my way to record right now. That's why I'm oh. outside. I, uh, I, uh, I knew I w- wasn't going to have fun, like, twiddling my thumbs in my apartment waiting for you guys to call me so i just started walking down to the studio but i uh i'm working on a a solo project it's three songs Uh, i'm recording it to a four track tape recorder uh gonna get lots of crunch out of it and so i think it's gonna be a lot of fun um okay awesome and uh yeah it's nice to split it's nice to be splitting my efforts between that and uh you know writing at daily hive and doing the podcast right now. no 100 100 and are you, are you gonna go with an alias can can you leak that information or are you just gonna be yeah, jackson i am gonna go with an alias the alias is king bob Ooh, nice. king bob on the program king bob on yeah. sipping on a 40 and now let's go back to the podcast when the fuck is that podcast gonna be available on apple Podcasts and spotify make my life a little bit easier come on well it should be it should be available on apple Podcasts. okay oh right it is now. it is on apple yes yeah. it is but uh, Spotify is, you know what? I'm going to say it, Spotify this week. This, okay, um, calling the I'm shot. Gonna at least, I'm going to at least submit it this week. It's just been a process to, uh, to deal with 
just it's Universal Music Group's fault, man. Blame them. They uh, they dinged me for using some song without their permission, despite the fact that like Everyone podcasts do that all the time. I don't get it. Wow, because you're uh, just popping. Apparently, it was enough to get it taken down. Yeah, yeah, they saw they saw Roxy Fever popping off too much. It's like we we gotta shut these guys down. They're gonna make too much exactly. money off of us. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. Okay, that that's good news. That's that's good news because I think. Uh, you know the people need to t- to hear the voice, the the pin- uh, opinions of Jackson McDonald. I-, I said he's a provoking dude. He makes people think. Whether you're mad sure. at it or, or you agree with it, you make people think. And it, it was a pleasure talking to you today, man. Th- thanks so much for hopping on, sipping on a forty. Oh, thanks uh, to you guys as well, and uh, and good day to you. Good day, and best of luck with the music. What's yeah. the name again? Big King Bob. Bob. King Bob. King Bob. King Bob. Any, King any Bob. Disney's Recess fans out there will get that. Right. Oh. Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. I thought the name sounded familiar. That's where it's from. I get. Okay. Wow. King, King Bob and, and the EP will be uh, Safety Man. There you go. Which is another, which is another Disney's Recess Dude, reference. We got all the scoops on Sipping on a 40. I'm telling you, there's no other podcast like this, man. <laughs> have you considered writing about Canuck stuff under the name King Bob? <laughs> no, not yet. But uh, if, if I if I make enough people angry, it may necessitate that move. There you go. There you go. King Bob on sipping on a forty. We'll be right back. Thank you so much, man. Thanks, guys. Talk yeah. to you soon. You're back on sipping on a forty. Your Vancouver Canucks just picked up a big dub, and they're one win away from qualifying. Qualifying for for the real playoffs. I- I'm happy, bro. I'm, I'm ecstatic. Despite despite the the roster construction dread that we just finished talking about, yeah, it, it's it's nice. I miss that feeling after the Canucks get a big dub. You know, I'm smiling. I'm smiling. I miss that feeling. I was driving. It's been gone for far too long. I was driving and I'm just smiling. Yeah, I'm smiling. I high fived my mom walking out of my house coming here. <laughs> there you my go. Mom, my mom's my mom's watching the game in the other room. You know, I'm in I'm in my room doing my thing, tweeting for next misconduct. Yeah, all that. My mom's like, they did it. High five. They did it. They and did I it. I gave her a high five and I walked straight out the door into I walked in my car, drove here. And you know who did it? Brandon Sutter. Brandon, man, Brandon Sutter had an amazing game. Two, three really good chances. Fucked up Kevin Fiala. Yo, Brandon Sutter taught. That well, was his I, best game as a Canuck. Let's not kid ourselves. That was the best game as a Canuck. Yo, Brandon Sutter. Maybe, maybe it just took the Canucks being relevant enough as a playoff play-in team for Brandon Sutter to show us what he could really do. Maybe it maybe, was. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Maybe it was Ron McClain. Maybe they were, they were watching the intermission reports, yeah. and they saw that Ron McClain told the people, told the nation, that he taught Elias Pettersson yeah. how to compete. Okay? What a ridiculous what a ridiculous segment. I can't believe Ron McClain said that. But, hey, he did say it post two periods in which Brandon Sutter was by far the best Canuck on the ice. Yeah. No, Elias Patterson was super timid and not competitive before he met Brandon Sutter. <laughs> yeah, That's man. exactly how it works. Yeah, man. Elias Patterson has a lot, a lot to be grateful for. And ahead of his parents is Brandon Sutter's influence. Yeah. <laughs> straight up, straight up. He's always injured, but I guess he's always in the dressing room. Saying the right thing. He just likes hanging out with the boys. 100%. 100%. That was Brandon Sutter's best game in eight. Okay. One more game. One more game to win. Potentially two more games in this series. I hope not. I I would love for them to win on Friday and just give us a weekend off. Can you imagine? We're going to have a good celebration here at the Post Up Studios when the Canucks win tomorrow night against the Minnesota Wild. Straight up. Straight up. The beer is the beer. The the fridge is stocked with Coors Light. Ooh, I know. Sorry, regular Coors. Regular Coors. My mistake. It's not Coors Light? No, it's just regular Coors. Banquet beer. Oh, the banquet beer. Yes, the banquet beer. You're Canucks. Yes, you're Canucks. They're one win away. Thanks so much to Jackson McDonald for hopping on. Go check out his work. You just heard it. 
Roxy Fever is going to be available everywhere pretty much. It's already on iTunes or uh, Apple Podcasts. Oh, it's on iTunes. Listen to it on iTunes. So it's, it's now, there for sure. Now it's going to be on Spotify, which I use. And that's what really matters what I use. I'm the host <laughs> of the show, Kyle Bowen, K-Y-L-E-B-H-A-W-A-N. Make sure you check it out. And also when he drops music, make sure you check that out too. Jackson, just one of the most provoking dudes out there. Again, thanks so much for hopping on the network. Nick Bondi, thanks so much again. We'll, we'll see you tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. We really will. The Canucks, they got the dub. They got the dub. Antoine Roussel, busted up eye, does his thing. Spark plug, gets gets a big goal. Makes me so calm. He did it. He really did. That 2 nothing goal was big. And your Canucks, once again, one went away. One went away. Subscribe to the Posted Up. I almost said the Posted Up Network. Hey, subscribe to the Posted Up <laughs> Network, but also subscribe to the Next Wisconsin Network. Yes, do it, do it, do it. Go check out that conversation between Eddie Lack and Nick Bondi. Check out all of our programs wherever you listen to podcasts. My name is Kyle Bowen. That's Nick Bondi. Have a good morning. A good afternoon, a good night. We don't know when you're listening to this, but we, yes, we appreciate it. Peace.